T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents... The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. Ron Hughley is out. Wade Smith, 12-year NFL vet, is in. And uh, number one, biggest story today, the biggest story we've had in a handful of weeks. Uh, And we had to wait a couple of extra days to hear from your head coach, D'Amico Ryan. C.J. Stroud is, uh, is back on the field. And here's what your head coach had to say about your quarterback. And it's encouraging to have C.J. back out you know, at practice today. It's, it's encouraging to see him. It, it just lifts everybody's spirits to see him back doing well and still progressing in the right direction. So you know, happy about that. But right now he's in stage four of the uh, concussion protocol. Still has one more phase. Stage four. That, 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 that uh, Stage five is actually you're cleared and you can play. Stage four is back at practice, football activities as normal. And uh, we know he was flirting with that last week, Smitty, as he was back in meetings and at least back on the field with the football team on Friday before they laid that egg out here on Sunday afternoon. They uh, may, may have been getting a little head start on on uh, making sure the football activity stage four, which, which again, the next stage is he's cleared and ready to play. Uh, they may have been getting a little head start on that. But this is big for, for C.J. Stroud to not be only be ready to play but to, to be able to get out there and practice, knock a little bit of rust off, get back in the groove, get back in rhythm with your guys, and um, and be able to, to, to get this this game this week's game plan, um, you know, all, all under wraps before he goes goes uh, to, before he plays Sunday. Yeah, man, it's one of those things that you don't want to rush. Um, it, it's something you want to take your time with and make sure that you get it right because you want him to be there for the duration of the season, but also you want to make sure that his health is on point going forward as the the face of this franchise and so um you know the fact that he's out there on the field today it's a wednesday um he'll have today's practice thursday's practice friday's practice to get himself back in the swing of things you know missed a couple of weeks and and then now that can translate to being cleared and then moving forward sunday you got a big game against the tennessee titans you need him to be himself um in order for the texans to to make sure that they put themselves in a the position to whether it's win the division, but for sure get into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, that, that comes with the, the big game in Indy. But you have, to, you have to handle your business this week first in order for that next game to have significance. And so um, C.J. Stroud being ready, I think that's a, a huge key to, to the Texans pulling that off. Yeah, clearly, clearly just a, a significantly different football team with him out there. Uh, there's just something about his, his chemistry with Dalton Schultz. Um, his chemistry with Nico Collins, 
let's knock on wood and hope that those guys can stay healthy throughout the game and throughout the rest of the season in order to give give uh, the offense a chance to move the ball and put up some points. But um, and the other thing, Smitty, and we're going to get to this this offensive line conversation before we get out of here today with Wade Smith in the building. We got to get to it, but the the way in which C.J. Stroud just makes everybody's job significantly easier is a huge plus, man. Bobby Bobby Slowick included, uh, by the way, when when you're looking at that. So um, C.J. Stroud, stage four, he's close, folks. He is close, um, and I anticipate him playing this week. D'Amico Rhines didn't stop there with the updates, though, because there is another uh, first-round draft pick, another rookie that was having a hell of a year, um, Will Anderson. And um, I'll be honest with you, with, C- with the C.J. Stroud news, the fact that we're giving away all these tickets, the fact that Smitty's <laughs> in here today, hell, I didn't even think about the update on, on Will Anderson. But um, luckily, the, the the great media here in the city of Houston, they, it didn't take them long to make sure that they got a question in about Will Smith, uh, Will Smith, Will Anderson. But uh, here's D'Amico Ryan's on an update on on Will Anderson's um, injury and and possible availability this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where Will is going. He's uh, he's made some tries, right? He's moving, definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, he's he's out working out, so we'll see, you know, what he can tolerate as the week goes along. And yeah, we're very hopeful to get Will back. He's been a very important piece to what we've done on defense, so it'll be great to have him back in some capacity. Smitty, I, I don't know that that uh, they've ever needed Will Anderson more. I know he's a rookie, and I know there's – look, we got a, a – what is a 15-game sample size, 16-week sample size, counting the bye week. Um, but I, I don't know that they've ever needed him more. With Jonathan Grenard going down last week, and that's, yeah. one, that's one update that we I don't think we got I – don't, I don't remember hearing an update on Jonathan Grenard. Maybe that's good, but – um, th- this defense, I don't know that they beat the Cleveland Browns last week because because their defense was and no C.J. Stroud was was a, a major problem. But um, boy, l- watching this defense play with no Will Anderson on one side, no Jonathan Grenard on the other, it is a, a major problem. So I, I got to believe that Jonathan Grenard is at least going to be somewhat limited in the game um, in terms of because he plays with so much twitch, explosion, change of direction that. You got to think that knee, ankle, whatever, whatever the issue is of Jonathan Gennard, you got to think it's going to slow him down a little bit. I, I don't know that, that this organization's, or, or let's put it to you this way: I don't know that there's ever been a bigger moment or opportunity for Will Anderson to play and play lights out and continue to build, um, you know, the the resume as as a, a number three overall pick this year. Yeah, I tell you what, it's, I guess it's week seventeen, right? Week yep. seventeen in the league, there's going to be a bunch of guys that are banged up, a bunch of guys that have some nagging injuries. If he can go, I'm sure he will. If he does not go, then that tells you that that, that whatever he has going on is a little bit more significant than maybe we would like um, to it to be. Um, but you make a great point when you bring up the fact that Jonathan Grenard out last week was a huge factor in what happened against Cleveland and their ability to throw the ball downfield and not have that pressure that he consistently gives. Um, if he's out again this week, which you hope he's not, um, if he is out this again this week, that just makes the the spot shot on on the 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 attendance or the availability of of Will Anderson just come that much more to the forefront. So you, you hope that both of those guys can get healthy sooner and later because their key, key their key pieces to what the Texans do up front, you know, wanting to rush and and put cause pressure on the quarterback. You got a guy like Tannehill that will throw you the ball, um, and so you want to get after him. Especially get after them early so that you can eliminate the fact that Derrick Henry is is involved in the ball game. Even though the Texans did a great job against them last week, 
um, or a couple weeks ago, you don't want to 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 assume that you're going to have that exact same performance that you had against them because that was I, I believe it was like an NFL record of of, of a guy that had uh, like 20 touches and like less than 15 yards or something crazy like that. Yeah, l- last week was I mean that that was. I mean, it's, it's wild, man, what we had to watch. But, again, the injuries took a toll. I think it would have been a different game. not going to sit here and make excuses. But, Will Anderson, this is a, a huge opportunity um, for him, uh, given the, the situation with, with Jonathan Gennard being banged up. Big three and three, number two. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but it's it's been confirmed. It's been heavily reported, obviously. But th- this is this is one of those interesting things, and, and um, it happens – uh, in football, I don't quite get it, but Adam Schefter reported this is everybody reported it, but I'm just this is the first one that I come to here. Change in Denver. Broncos head coach Sean Payton has informed his team that Jarrett Stidham, old Baylor, old Auburn quarterback, um, up spent some time up in New England. Um, can't remember where he was before he ended up in it was with uh, the Raiders. Was the Raiders, that where it was. The Raiders. Um, but uh, he has been Russell Wilson's backup all year long. Jarrett Stidham will start Sunday versus the Chargers. Broncos country. There it is with Let's Russell <laughs> with Russell Wilson so as bad. the backup. Per sources, Adam Schefter adds with a one and three record in the last four ball games. Denver's looking to spark its offense and see what uh, Stidham can do. And look, I, I think Stidham's a good player. I, I think Stidham is is one of those. Those guys that if the right things happen around him, if he gets the opportunity, the right thing happens around him. I think he could be a starting quarterback in this league. He could be a team that, I mean, he could be a quarterback that I think a team would hitch their wagon to and say, "Hey, we, we can win with this guy." Um, but the story here, obviously, is Sean Payton uh, deciding to bench uh, his franchise quarterback Russell Wilson. I don't think it surprises many folks because of what's gone on with Russell and the Denver Broncos, and then Sean Payton. And, and Russell Wilson, clearly, I don't think Sean Payton has ever been real thrilled about having to coach Russell Wilson. Um, but, boy, benching your franchise guy that's making that kind of money is uh, is a bold move. Well, you got to think about it. This year, you know, Russell Wilson wasn't having a great year. He was playing okay. He was playing pretty good. Yep. But he was, he was protecting the football. He wasn't turning the ball over. Um, before he played the Texans, he was really doing a good job of that. I remember being on – um, on the show with Drew Darty and I think it was Sean. No, it was it was Mark Vandermeer did the show before the game, and it was like you know Russell Wilson is he back? No, he's not back. He's not the guy that he was in Seattle, but he's protecting the football and his the team is built around defense and they were winning ball games. Well, I, I, I think we turned them over three times. The Texans turned them over three times against uh, when we played against Denver a few weeks back, and since then he's been struggling with protecting the football, and so now you're going to Jared Stidham to just keep the offense in a position to where they're not giving the ball to the opponent so that their defense can can win them ball games like they did earlier in the year. So um, when when numbers come in and contracts come in, it, it it magnifies the situation and makes it worse than it actually is. But I just look at it like this. Hey, Sean Payton wants a game manager right now. He's talking about a spark. He wants a guy that's not going to turn the ball over. He's yeah. not going to give the ball to the opponent. And that's what you've seen out of Russell Wilson. That's what you saw in him last year. And the reason why they had so much struggle before Sean Payton got there, we thought that it was all rectified because over a, a good portion of the season, he did a good job of protecting it. Um, it, it. It stopped, and so now he's out, and he's backing up um, Stidham, and we'll see what happens. But, I mean, they don't – they're pretty much out of it anyway. I think they're 7-8 and eight right now. I think they have like a 1% or 2% chance of making the playoffs. They ain't making the playoffs, but they, I do know they want to win a game. 
and and they think that uh, Stidham's going to give them the best chance to do that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Smitty, because if you look at you look at how Sean Payton has had his, his success is um, obviously one of the best to ever do it. And and if you if we want to the game manager, like when Cam said that about some guys a week or so ago, that didn't bother me at all. I, a lot of I, people got mad about that. I mean, a lot of folks got pissed off about it and, and went at Cam personally. But I I mean, to me, it's one. Of, and, and then Cam's follow up, it was it was some of the best the best content that I think Cam's put out there, in my opinion, and, and he did a great job with it. But um, you know, Sean Payton coached and won with arguably the best game manager to ever play the game in Drew Brees. When you look at his completion percentage and the yards that he was able to throw up and the fact that he won a Super Bowl, um, he, he's definitely in the conversation of the greatest greatest quote-unquote game manager to ever do it. Um, but when I watched, I thought Russell Wilson would be a better fit with Sean Payton. But when I watched Russell, it, it, it was it's clear that Russ is not comfortable – and it's, it's some people may say, well, no, no, no joke. I mean, hell, he's he's five foot two, right? I mean, but but I, like Russ is <laughs> Russ is not comfortable throwing the football from the pocket. I mean, you got to think about that offense that Sean Payton runs. You know, typically the guys that are, have success in that offense aren't built like Russell Wilson. Um, they're they're and they're guys that are made to play within the pocket. Yeah. I mean, whereas Russell Wilson, you saw him have his best. When he was playing in a scheme like what you have here in Houston, back in Seattle, they ran the same thing that they're doing in Cleveland. You're booting out. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, always on the move or you're always 15 move. yards deep right. play action. Right, and it gives them opportunities to see the field better. Um, they're not really doing that. Um, and But Russell Russell Wilson is not – he's just not the same guy that he once was. And, you know, you're fumbling the ball. You're throwing interceptions. You're not giving your, chance, your team a chance to win. And, and, and so now they got to go to Stidham. Let's ride. Big three at three. Number three. All right, this, this is one of the damnedest things that I've seen, Smitty. Um, Jair Alexander, cornerback <laughs> for – really good cornerback for the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, uh, it's – apparently he he was not a – they're playing the the the, uh, the Panthers, correct? Yes, Charlotte Panthers. In Charlotte. Road and, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, – he apparently was not a captain. He's from there. He's, yeah, he's, he's from there. I think it's his, his, his excuse, right? But he's not a captain. Uh-huh. He goes ahead and, and, and takes the field with the captains out at the coin toss. The coin toss happens. They win the coin toss. He decides he wants the football when, when the whole time the, the real captains and the, the, the coaching staff um, ultimately decided that they wanted to defer, which is typically what happens at, at, at uh, if you win the toss. Well, Jair Alexander, he, he attempted to hijack – the uh, the coin toss. Well, the Packers didn't didn't take kindly to it, and the Packers have suspended him for one game. I think it's always interesting when a team, especially when it's a great player like this, the team suspends a player for a game. Um, you know, there's some internal things that have been going on that th- this is like this right here. This is beyond just him taking the field with with a, with a coin toss. There's clearly some concerns and some some. Um, it, Something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, but but I, I don't know that I've ever heard of a player trying to hijack a damn coin toss. But nonetheless, Jair Alexander damn damn sure tried to do it, and and here is what uh, Jair Alexander had to say about the 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 attempt of hijacking the coin toss for his Green Bay Packers. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's only suiting, you know. I don't think Coach knew I was from Charlotte, you know, so. So you just did that on your own? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it was like a, you know, the guys backed me up, you know, so they knew I was from here. Did you realize you almost made a big mistake on the call, though? What I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. Yeah. Which, in theory, could they could have said, then you're electing to kick to, to uh, kick off, which you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half. Yeah, no, I told them that, uh, I said, uh, I want I want our defense to be out there. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out there. They're like, you mean defer? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> he said... Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, I, I've never, I, I've never. You, of course, Smitty. I know you've been in that situation before, but you go out there, and it's really. And I'm always just blown away with how the great players and and Smitty. You may not be able to relate to this because you were a great player, and, and but I'm talking about myself. Like, I was always even that coin toss. Like, damn, I got to get this right. Yeah, like, like I mean, I got There's a lot of moving parts. You man. don't want to mess refs. that up. Yeah, you got refs. You got coin toss, win, loss, defer. Where's your damn head at, dude? Then, then, then all of a sudden, the win comes into play, and you're like, hey, man, we want to make sure if, if we play, if we if we do, uh, you know, if we defer and they want the ball, okay, now we're kicking, so our defense gonna be out there. Where's the wind blowing, and how do we want to be? I got to remember all these things, and then you got these guys that are obviously a great player. Jair Alexander, I mean, he's make, he's going out there making a, a joke about the damn coin toss. He doesn't even, I don't know that he. He didn't realize that he did anything wrong <laughs> until they asked him about it. And that's how you know there hasn't been something going on before this for them to suspend them for because yes. they got the result that they wanted. They the, the refs helped them out and it was like, you don't mean you want to be on defense. You mean you want to defer, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah, I just want to defer. <laughs> what so, I do? What I do? So, like, you know. The team got the result they wanted. Right, right. He didn't even know he did anything wrong. That's wild. Well, there, there's got to be, to your point of, of, like, what's going on before, there's got to be some kind of, of, like, just not not being completely dialed in with the team and, and the discipline and doing what he's told and showing up. There's got to be some level of rogueness with – Jair Alexander, and and this just tipped it. This tipped it over. You know, it's it's kind of tough sometimes for those cornerbacks because those cornerbacks <laughs> they put on the island. They, and he's one of those guys that they do that. Put him on the island, let him do what he do. So you know, they're kind of loners. You got him yes. and Sauce Gardner and Stingley. Got they they loners. They out there. They just gonna lock people up. They don't have to pay too much attention. Think about Dion. Remember how Dion was back in the day? Yes. He didn't even get in the huddle. He just went over there. I got him. Locked him up. So sometimes it's hard for those guys to to capitulating and, and join with the team. But you see what happened by him doing that and having that mentality that cost him a game. And I believe the Packers are still in the playoff hunt, right? That's interesting to me that they would even suspend him at this moment when I believe they're like a game out of it because pretty much every team yeah. is still in it. So, like I said, there had to have been some other things going on before this in conjunction with this for this to be kind of distraught it. That broke the camels back to say, you know what, we need to sit you down for a week so you can get serious about what we have going on. What I do? I'm sorry, Smitty. I, I, I don't I capitulate. That 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 got me right there. You know you can't. Hell of a word. You know. You come on, dog. You know you can't. Do come that, on now, man. you. I'm a, I got I got to look. I'm about to look that. Come one on, up, Woo man. Pig. Y'all know y'all know you know that word. I ain't got that one. I mean, I've heard it a time or two, but I ain't I ain't got that. One. I'm I'm about to look that one up. I, I'll uh, I'll do it. I'll do it in the break. I look at. I know y'all know Smitty was a hell of a football player. There ain't no doubt about it. But uh, Smitty's also one of the best dads, I've, uh, girl dads, might I add, 
that I've uh, that I've ever been around. Him and him and uh, Cecil Shorts and Cecil Shorts at one point I think had six under six. He's got to he's got to be in the best dad category. Um, but Smitty's one of them. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, got, I got baby girl number two is, has arrived, knocking on a month old here. Um, I got to get a little advice. Okay. I got I to gotta get a little advice from you, Smitty. I'm going to put you on the spot, man. I got to get a little advice from you of how, how I need to approach this next uh, this, this, uh, start on my schedule here, man. I, I got to make sure that I, that I do this the right way, and you've had to do it a few times, man, so – I got to get some advice from you, man. We'll we'll do that uh, next right here on Sports Radio 16. Bro, we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're getting you set for the Tax Act Texas Bowl on Sports Radio 610. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors. Live from NRG Stadium. It's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, Ron Hughley is out. 12-year NFL bit. Wade Smith, former Houston Texan, he is in. Uh, and we're rocking and rolling, man. We've already had D'Amico Ryan's live at about 2.20. So if you listen on that Odyssey app, which uh, regardless of how you listen on a daily basis, I would encourage you to download that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, uh, keep that thing locked and loaded. That way you can take us to the office, you can take us to the house, you can take us uh, on a job, working out, wherever it is. However you want to consume Sports Radio 610, you can do it, um, or wherever you want to consume it. You can do it on the Odyssey app. Uh, we appreciate everybody doing that. But you can use that rewind feature. Go back. D'Amico Ryan's Texans head coach, joined us at, at about 2.20. Uh, also, we're, we're, uh, we've got about 30 minutes left in this 3 o'clock hour. We are going to give away two Texans tickets to this week's game versus the Tennessee Titans. We're doing that in the 3 o'clock hour, which is coming up here pretty quick, and uh, the 4 o'clock hour and the 5 o'clock hour as well. we got Warren Moon at 4.10, Sean Bajani, SportsRadio610.com. He'll be joining us for the uh, Texans practice report. He's at practice. A lot going on out there that uh, we got to hear from the horse's mouth, man. Sean Bajani was out there watching it all go down so we'll see what uh what he's got at at uh 440 ish right there in that last bit of the four o'clock hour so make sure you're plugged in uh we got a big day started and uh we got a big day uh remaining so uh but we got to take a minute i got to step off the field for a minute off the playing field for a minute <laughs> yeah, and um there's definitely some playing going on yeah yeah i mean i, I i'm uh you know, there's there's already a little passing in the kitchen. You know what I mean? A little uh, there, there's some uh, there's some different vibes in the air. Um, but Smitty, being the father of four mm-hmm. and all girls, um, mm-hmm. I'll be leaning. I'll be really testing my my friendship with Smitty here over the next handful of years. I've got two girls. Just welcomed my second, Laney James, to the to the world uh, about three weeks ago. So 
um, I'll be leaning into our friendship, maybe even testing our friendship a bit, a, a bit, Smitty. But um, for all of us men out there, you know, after uh, your your lady, your wife, your bride gives birth, there is a six week off limits put on your your wife by the doctor. The doctor says no activity, if you know what I mean, for six weeks. And not that I'm keeping track, but I'm two weeks, three days, 12 hours, 25 <laughs> minutes, and about 42 seconds from go time for your boy here, Smitty. And, and I'm really, you know, that first kid, I mean, it's it's your first time for everything for you and her, so it's all, you're learning together, man. Mm-hmm. But I put a, I'm trying to put a lot of uh, thought into how I'll reintroduce myself yeah. to my bride in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I, I just ain't real sure. Like I said, you know, we're in the kitchen together, kids running everywhere. One of them's crying and screaming. The other one's eating a crayon. And uh, just a little subtle brush, you know, kind of, kind of, I feel it in the air coming, man. But uh, you've obviously had to reintroduce yourself to your bride four different times. This is true. I, I, I'm just, I'm just not sure how I should, how I should go about this, Smitty. Do I just start? Drill sergeant barking orders, or, or do I do I pretend like she's a paying client and I'm the trainer, and we just kind of we just kind of ease back into this thing, man? I'm I'm really I'm really trying to figure this out. I tell you what, then the first thing you got to do, and I and I know in you know, that six weeks period, that's a long time. Whew. That's drought season, you know. You know, Smitty, I'm gonna be honest with you, and and, and she was miserable the last handful of weeks of, of the, the pregnancy so it's, <laughs> so it's a little bit it really, six weeks is not being honest I'm going to be completely honest with you so well, um, you know they, they talk about 40 days in the desert <laughs> and so for, for, for men out there I think it's, 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 it's not quite comparable but it's dang near uh, that drought that you go through I tell you what man you got to take her lead you got to let her take her lead on that because not every time the situation is the same you know yeah. after the first kid you know the the excitement might be a little bit there more because hey you know it's been a while yeah. and you know you're, you're looking to get right back on the, on, on the horse again and so they might tell you to just jump right on in yeah. but after a while you know you know you start you know as, as time passes you know some things take a little bit longer to heal so they might want to ease and gent- be a little bit gentle more when they when you get back in there so you got to take you got to take their lead you can't I mean you I mean you got to you got to let them take the lead in this moment and then if that's what she wants if she wants a drill sergeant then you turn into sergeant slaughter you know what i mean <laughs> ask she, her where it, she it, likes the pressure where hey, she likes them. it rough Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna see McLean. Let him ask him about it too. Yeah, so. and if she wants to pay trainer, then you you know you, you act like you're you're the Kardashian guy, and then go that way. You know, there's there's different ways that you could approach it, but you gotta let yeah. her take the lead, bro. Smitty, I'm you know I'm I'm really debating because, like I said, not that I'm counting, but I I got it down to damn near seconds. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad you got it down to the seconds. Smitty, I may I may go ahead and plan a little dinner and and I don't want to I don't want it to just happen. I, I want it to be a good I want it to be a good build up and a good yeah yeah. You you mentioned you mentioned a trainer and I'm gonna be honest with you. Now hold on, you, you got to be careful about the big build up and a lot of time leading up into it because they tend to get tired. They tend to get sleepy. 
Well, you don't you don't yeah. want you want to put all this stuff forward and then all of a sudden you come down and you might go out I gotta use the bathroom we come back and yeah. she knocked out sleeping you can't Sweetie. wake her up because they don't get sleep. I'd like so, I'd like know, to sit here on this radio. And, I'd like to sit here on, on this radio and tell you that uh, I'd keep her up, but I'll be honest with you, it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, just gonna to be sleep a, at night. A quick intro, a quick introduction, <laughs> I, I, I believe, Smitty. But uh, nonetheless, man, I, I, I God, I hope my I got midway through the segment. I said, like, man, I hope my father in law is not. not <laughs> but uh, I know my mom is. So I'm just like, damn. Oh, but this is Clint, bro. So, this is Clint. Sorry, this is Clint's situation. I mean, you, she's I'm just been giving there. advice. She's you know? been there, Smitty. She's but been there. We all know? have some in some way or shape or fashion. If you, if you got kids, you've had to deal with this situation. I, I, you know what I'm thinking, Smitty? I, I know we're up against the Tyler Strait. I'm thinking I'm a scent guy. Okay. You know, I'm a scent guy. There, there's certain, and I don't even know the names of them. But you know, you just you get a you get a whiff of something like, whoa, hey. Yes, Tyler. Tyler's picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> I got to go figure out which one of them perfumes are. Make sure she just does one of them drive-bys with that perfume, and then <laughs> then it's on it's on and pop. The problem when you do that though, now you you out of control. You're not gonna listen. You just oh, going you just going Smitty. It's going you know you know you you know you're going dirty. Yeah, <laughs> Very rarely am I in control. <laughs> How y'all feel about a man twerking? Yeah, they, I may do it. I, I may I may do it. I, I may. In fact, I'm probably gonna do that a couple times in this two weeks lead up to get her good and good and worked up I, I i fooled myself into thinking that that's that does it for us so we'll see all right uh appreciate that advice smitty i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep building on this we got a, we got a, we got a couple of weeks so we can talk about it we can circle back a couple times figure this thing out but uh, by the hour bro. <laughs> yeah right ain't that the truth oh <laughs> uh, i gotta get used to paying trainers i got i got a couple of couple of youngins coming up I'm, i know you with your athletes and your family you've got you've got some sports specific training that goes on man uh but i tell you what uh you know there's uh, I love doing radio with with twelve year NFL vet Wade Smith, former Houston Texans offensive lineman, and uh, but there's nothing better than sitting down with him and talking about offensive line play, uh, pass protection, run game, and all the intricacies and details of the position. Uh, and I've held out long enough. We got to uh, we got to get into the, this, the Texans, the inability to run the football consistently. Uh, some of the different struggles they've had up front, and some of the successes that they've had up front, because they've had some, they have had a few moments this year where there is there is hope in sight. We will do that next, right here on Sports Radio six ten. We're getting you set for the Tax Act Texas Bowl on Sports Radio six ten. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, live from NRG Stadium. It's the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, Ron Hughley is out. Wade Smith is in, and it is a Texans Ticket Wednesday giveaway right here on Sports Radio 610, giving away a pair of tickets. Uh, we guaranteed you. We promised you that we'd give away a pair in the 3 o'clock hour. Tyler, let's go on and knock this thing out. Be caller number five right now. Caller number five right now, 713-572-4610. You'll win a pair of tickets to the final Texans home game of the year. In the bullpen, which that final Texans home game of the year, big game, folks. Division game versus the Tennessee Titans. It's a must-win game, in fact, uh, and these are must-have tickets. You can only win right here on Sports Radio 610. Titans, Texans, New Year's Eve night, December the 31st. And, again, if you win, don't cuss Tyler. Don't cuss Tyler if you don't win. Um, you got to be calling number five. But if you don't win, just keep listening, baby. Four o'clock hour. Five o'clock hour. We're going to give away two more tickets. So uh, there you have it. Don't don't ever say we had never done anything for you because we're out here giving away tickets to 
Um, I, I don't know how John McClain, I always wait to see how John McClain, Sean Pendergast, and Mark Vandermeer, they, I, I always wait to see categorize games. I mean, is this one of the biggest games? Uh, definitely of the season. But, you know, is this one of the, the, the bigger games at home over the last handful of years, regular season game? We'll see how those guys couch it. But any way you slice it, this is a monster game that is a must-win game for the Houston Texans. And uh, we heard from D'Amico Rhines a little bit earlier, Smitty. And uh, D'Amico, again, as he has throughout the year, uh, you know, answered questions about the offense as, first and foremost, we've got to be able to run the football. When we can run the football, obviously things are easier on offense. This time answering the question, it was more about, hey, what does being able to run the football do to, to help C.J. Stroud, your, your rookie quarterback that's been injured? Um, it brings it brings up the, the, the problems for me, that to, to me, what the Texans have had this year running the football. It's been a far cry from what I think D'Amico and Bobby Sloak wanted to do coming into the season. I think they thought they were going to be able to run it. I use the word effectively, Smitty, because it's it's not I don't expect the Texans this year for damn sure to come out and 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 play bully ball and run the football really the way y'all used to back in the day right. with with Aaron Foster <clears throat> when when you were wrecking shop up front. I never expected the Texans to do that. I, I just hope and pray that they get to a point where they can run it effectively against really good football teams. Because at that point in time, you know, hey man, it's now you're a, you're not just a, a fringe playoff team. You can get in the playoffs and make some noise. But I can't have you on Smitty and, and not talk offensive line play, man. So just let's start with just you know your assessment, evaluation of what you've seen this year from the Texans as it pertains to running the football or even the struggles running the football have you seen it well uh, you see a group that's that's shown flashes as far as a run game you've seen singletary have games where you're like hey this dude is 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 toting that note he's yeah. having great ball games but you see a lot of inconsistency and a lot of it's for multiple reasons you know they've had so many injuries throughout this season at every spot except for left tackle pretty much um, and so you've had guys rotating in there, guys that don't have the experience, guys that have struggled, that's hurt them in the run game, hurt them overall as yeah. the offensive line. And then you got a new scheme, and you, everything has got to be married up within the scheme when you're running outside zone, when you're running inside zone to where it's, it's, it's like, it's like a, a ballet. It's, choreogra- it's choreography. Like everything has to run together and work together in order for it to be successful. And – You've seen some issues with that. You, I, I listened to Damian Pierce talk about it the other day about how um, he doesn't feel like he is in the right space right now for this particular offense, the way that they do things. Yeah. And it's going to take him some time to get there. And you've seen that translate on the field. Um, play calling issues. And, cause, and, and you know play callers are always trying to figure out ways to – have success in a run game, especially in this scheme, because they know that's what everything is built off of, and that's the foundation of how everything goes. Um, you saw games where they were trying to force feed, and it didn't work because of guys getting beat, because of guys running backs not pressing the hole and, yep. and, and putting the foot up and ground and getting north and south. They're, they're chopping their feet in the background. There's a lot of different reasons why it wasn't working. And then you figured out, like, oh, yeah, we got C.J. Stroud. This is the things that are going on throughout the season. We got C.J. Stroud, and he is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Let's focus more on throwing the ball around around the yard, and you saw that happening. Yep. And the run game kind of fell to the to the back burner, 
And so it's overall, you're just seeing an inconsistent run game. You're not seeing the dominating fashion that you would want to see. Not something that you expect to see, but something you would want to see, especially a team that can run the ball when they need to run the ball. And they've struggled with that on third and shirts. There was a times earlier in this year where it was like, I felt more confident in them on third and 12 than I did on third and two. Yeah. Um, just because you had CJ Stroud that could throw the ball all over the yard and, and, and find guys who were so accurate with the ball and receivers were making plays, Titans were making plays. They were, they were, they were doing a great job of that. But you get in third and one, third and two, fourth and one, fourth and two, and you can't get a yard. And so, you know, it's going to take some time for them to get where they need to be. They have some of the pieces in place. I think I think the center position, um, you know, them losing Juice Scruggs early in the year and then him them having to put other guys in that spot, I think that hurt them tremendously. And then now you then you lose your left guard in Titus Howard and having to now you put Juice Scruggs, he gets back and you have to put him at left guard. Yeah. I still feel like there's some meat on that bone when you talk about what you can get out of the center position in this particular offense, the way things are done. You would see them running more outside zone if they felt like they had that guy in the middle that could get that done um, on a consistent basis. And so um, the good thing about it is what I saw out of Devin Singletary is he's really fit well into how they want to do things here in the run game. Yeah. And so there was issues with – why is he not getting the amount of carries? They're splitting carries when he's the guy that's making all the plays and having so much success. And so you saw that a couple of weeks ago with Tennessee. They said, the hell with it. You're getting the rock. Yep. And you saw the performance that he put forward. And so you hope that you get the same type of thing this week against against the Titans. Smitty, I, I tell you, we, we've heard really in a response to a lot of the um, Damian Pierce deal, and I completely disagree with it. I think it's protecting the player more so than anything but but it, you know this it takes time in this scheme. This scheme's completely different from Damian Pierce's perspective. Right. And while while I'll agree to a certain extent, it's not fall off the fall off the face of the earth. Different for a guy like Damian Pierce. I, I, like and, and Damian all but said that in that audio yesterday of like it's not as much scheme as I'm just not ready to to take the load and I'm not I'm not where I need to be. Basically, I say that to say I I agree wholeheartedly with. The scheme being something that the you, you mentioned when you first started talking there about almost like a choreographed dance. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing, man. You guys were as good as anybody's ever been at it back in your day. Um, that part of it, from a scheme standpoint, takes time and reps, and and it, it it's I could see where it might take a year, a year and a half for this offense the way that Bobby Sloak wants it to be able to run the football. I could see that taking the time. My biggest concern, Smitty, is. The lack of physicality that I ju- that I see from the offensive line play in play out, and it's not it's not to me it's not. I remember last time I talked to you a lot. Well, last time was a long time ago about offensive line play. We you really honed in on like the the way that the offensive line or offensive line in general is coached nowadays is different than it was yeah. back when you were playing when it was about go over there and tear that guy's face mask off. Where now it's coached completely different, and I see. So I've since you told me that I started looking at offense watching offensive line. Totally different, but I, I just I watch and and I, there is just such a lack of physicality. I wonder if they're ever going. And it's not that they the guys can't. It's almost like they're technically and mechanically not even trying to. That part <laughs> is what scares me personally as a fan when I watch it. It's like like Juice Scruggs right now to me as I watch him. There's some flaws, but when I watch Juice Scruggs, there's no doubt about it. That dude's nasty. Yeah, right? I mean he's finishing folks. He's punishing folks. He's 
Like there to me, there's there's when I watch, I'm I, I'm fearful because I don't see enough of that. So here's the thing: like when you look at this this run game, um, everything works together as far as the outside zone and then the gap trap, the gap pooling scheme, yeah, yeah. right? And as a defender, it's very difficult to stop that when it all looks the same, but it's not the same thing. What I saw early in the year, uh, really when Titus was playing left guard, as as a pulling guard, he was not he wasn't physical at the point of attack when he was pulling. Yeah. I mean, that was very disappointing to see. Like, he was not being a physical presence. The soon as I, the first game Juice Scruggs started, he, he did a couple plays where he pulled, and I saw that physicality. And, I would, and, I'm, and you mentioned it earlier about the way guys are being coached to do things. I've seen plays this year where a fullback has blocked an inside linebacker, and they – Got him for a personal, well, not a personal foul at the point, but they find the guy afterwards. A great, the kid from uh, Pittsburgh, Jalen Warren. Yeah. Had in hand, shoulder pads, everything that you are taught to do, drop your hips, run through a guy. He did a perfect block. He ends up getting fined for that block, right? Yep. And so I see stuff like that. I see, I see guys finishing blocks and then I see them getting fined for it. And I'm thinking to myself, is this what's going, is this why I'm not seeing guys pulling and and basically trying to power clean, hang clean a guy out the hole, running right. your feet through the hole, and, and thumping a guy running through the hole. And you're not seeing a lot of that. And so, you know, Juice Scrubs, a younger guy, is it, is it maybe, you know, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't been coached out of that yet. And so that's why he's playing more physical. Yeah. And, and I don't have an answer for that without being in, in the room to know. But I know in this offense, you got to be able to run outside zone to the right. And 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 then also run a power play to the left and the three technique it looks exactly yeah. it feels and looks exactly the same and when you can do that now you can, now in the run game you're picking on people because then you play action off of that yep. and and now that same guy thinks it's I'm playing a B block a B block and a and a deuce block should feel exactly the same until the last minute for that three technique that's what this running game is kind of built off of. And you're not seeing the physicality in those. And, and a part of it, I think, has to do with the way it is coached throughout the league now, sure. what they're trying to discourage guys to do. But I say all that, but still at the end of the day, I'd much rather you, um, um, I'd much rather you tax me later sure. and we win this ball yeah. game. And so, you know, when a guy like Kareem Jackson comes to the team, I say – Hey, I'd rather, I'd rather you, I'd rather you find me later, but I got to do what I need to do to win this game and to be physical, and that's a big thing with it. But it all ties together. It's, it's, it's yeah. choreographed. Yeah. The running back's got to press the hole when you're running, you know, outside zone to the left. He's got to press the hole, which means he's got to run as hard as he can to that outside leg of whichever, depending on what it is. It might be the tackle, it might be the tight end to that side. He's got to press the hole until he can't. Yep. And only then, then and only then does he put his foot in the ground to get north and south. I don't see a lot of that at Damian Pierce. I see a guy that's trying to see it and then hit it instead of feeling it yeah. and then hitting trusting it. it. Yeah, trusting tr that, and, yeah. and that's the thing that you mentioned we were talking about earlier. Like, you know, trust is the thing that you build over time. And once Damian Pierce trusts that, hey, if I, if I do this the right way, it's going to work – Whereas they weren't coaching, I know for a fact they weren't coaching it like that previous years. Yeah. That hey, you gotta trust this thing. Run, run at that, and get get on your track. Run it. 
put your foot in the ground and get north to south, and, and good things will happen. Yeah. That's what Devin Singletary does a damn good job of, and that's why you see success in this game. All right, the Texans. Uh, that's Wade Smith, by the way. Uh, former Houston Texans offensive line breaking it down. The Texans, they, uh, they, they, they claimed a familiar face off of waivers, uh, Kareem Jackson. Uh, what does that mean for the Houston Texans? How about the timing of Kareem Jackson being added to this secondary? It's absolutely huge. Also, uh, former Houston Oilers quarterback, great, Hall of Famer, Warren Moon. We have all that next uh, right here on Sports Radio 610. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.